0: The Swain Event Podcast is driven by Beatty Chevrolet. For your new and pre owned vehicle shopping needs, visit BeattyChevrolet.com.
1: Jason Swain, touchdown.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by dead-end barbecue. Get into
1: his and a red flag.
0: Pointevent, pointevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America, 865-255-03, is our telephone number to the Event Hotline. It is Tuesday, August the 22nd, what are we, like 11 days away from kickoff? Ben McKee, GoFalls247, a lot to get to. Ben McKee, good morning, man.
2: Good morning, how are you?
0: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. Um, extra extra wonderful today. First of all Vol Nation look what y'all have done to Danny White. Look, look at what y'all done. Vol Twitter look, what, look at what you did to Danny White. Danny White came up in here as Tennessee athletic director. He told y'all to text a friend, text a buddy. If you have anything negative to say, what's the point of being negative? A Couple months later, y'all got Danny white on the bird. Twitter. Throwing shots. Throwing shots. Look what y'all have done to Danny White. You're a bad influence. Follow Twitter. Look what you have done to Danny White. Danny White's throwing shots now. He's throwing strays. He's shooting strays. In the direction. I guess you can say it's Tony Elliott. I guess so. But to the reports out there that Tony Elliott, the head coach of Virginia, was offered the head coaching job and Danny White let it be known on the bird app that he just interviewed. He was just having a conversation. He didn't officially offer Tony Elliott quote. Interesting. When answering uh, a tweet from uh Zach Reagan, when Tony Elliott spoke about Tennessee, Danny White says, don't remember offering ignored this the first time, can't do it any, again, an interview doesn't constitute an offer. Interviewed several candidates, offered one. Ben McKee, did Vault Nation do this? Did Vault Twitter do this to Danny White? Or did Danny White have this in him all, all along?
2: <laughs> uh, probably a, a little bit of both. Uh, Vol Nation has certainly helped uh, spark Danny White's petty side, but <laughs> I think going back to the opening press conference at Tennessee when when he liked to joke, at least he he, he thought it was coming off as joking. He was also partly being serious uh, about making sure that rumors and, and whatnot, reports don't get out in the future about oh, yeah. coaching hires and, and, and what is going on during that process. That. Danny White's always had a little petty to him, but I... I it certainly feels like Vol Nation has, has helped uh, stroke those flames th- these last couple of years.
0: Oh, man, that, I had to double check to make sure that was like the real Danny White. I thought it was a, a fake account, but, I mean, I went to his account, uh, exhibited great eye discipline, and I saw that it was, in fact, Tennessee's athletic director, Danny White, uh, who said that. And, hey, man, people been – pushing out a different narrative that's true in your opinion uh, over and over and over. At some point, you want to address it. So I was surprised that he addressed it in, in, you know, on this forum. But uh, it, it's it's great that he did it because he created a lot of entertainment last night for for uh, Vol Nation. More importantly, Ben McKee. You know how I feel about getting big-time players, especially Star. And in, when is the last time that Tennessee has been able to get a five-star from the state of Alabama? Ben, Jordan Ross committed to Tennessee yesterday. Not only is he from Alabama, but he has a high school jersey number of five, and he's coming to Tennessee. Ben, this is a no-brainer. This is a time so- to celebrate.
2: So we're we're not freaking out anymore. Is that is that what you're telling me? We're not freaking out anymore. Now now that Tennessee has the number the number six overall recruiting class in the country, uh, as a byproduct of all the momentum they built up in in May and June, and part part of July, we're we're not freaking out anymore.
0: Who's freaking out?
2: Oh, well, folks folks were freaking out about a month ago.
0: When, when, when when's all that momentum from June gonna pay off? I <laughs>
2: thought we were gonna have a big month of July. we we can't finish anything we can't close out deals and now they have the number six overall recruiting class in the country according to multiple services just landed the number 12 overall player in the country according to 247 sports and oh it's at a position of of huge need serious need what's that
0: serious need
2: serious need i mean it, it was number one on the board, 1A, 1B. He is an edge rusher. I'd like to see a little more beef, but that's a separate conversation. Uh, but uh, it, it's a massive pickup for for so many different reasons. Uh, the, the position that he plays, where he's from, his overall ability, who you beat out for him, uh, even if Alabama and Auburn maybe weren't As in the recruitment as you would think given that he's from Birmingham like you still went head to head with Florida who has the number three overall recruiting class currently and I know that we think that Florida is going to stink this year but high school recruits don't view Florida in that manner they they still think of the the big brand that that Florida is and you beat out Florida for Jordan Ross And, and then also you, you mostly went head-to-head with Texas, who Texas has as much momentum on the recruiting trail as anybody in the country right now. And we all know about the brand of, of Texas football, and, and you, beat, you beat those two schools out for them on top of others. So it, it's a very, very impressive recruiting win. And again, kind of like how we talked about with Mike Matthews, it, it, it speaks to uh, Tennessee's brand of football being back where it should be and, and the prowess that this coaching staff has on the recruiting trail right now because of what they were able to do on the field last season.
0: Ben, you haven't smiled yet this morning. I haven't seen a smile from you. There it is. I'm wondering what's what's going on, man. I mean. (laughs) I smiled. Okay. I just wanted to make sure, man. It's it's a beautiful day to have a a great day. Uh, Jordan Ross committed to Tennessee. But, yeah, I mean, there was some concern, Ben. Don't get me wrong. There was some concern, especially for me about addressing the defensive line and about getting more guys that can rush the passer. And this thing is fluid. This thing called recruiting, especially this day and age and uh, with NIL and transfer portal. You could be in a great position with a player one day and that player commit to another program across the country. Like that happened a couple months ago to Tennessee uh, with, with Fountain. So like,
2: and he's still listening to Tennessee now. yeah. And still other schools after committing to USC. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennessee's still talking to him. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's still well, I it. was
2: saying that to speak to to, to the fluidity that, that you're speaking of, like of, of how fluid that this can be. Is like he, he randomly commits to USC, and then now he's still listening to all those other schools.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was, for me, there was some concern. I, I mean, I wasn't in freakout mode, but I was concerned about our ability to go out and recruit defensive line because I understand what it's going to take to continue to beat Alabama and Georgia. Um, and it's, it's difficult to beat both of those teams in the same year, but you got to win at least one of those games in the regular season to put yourself in a position to um, get to the college football playoffs. Now next year, you may be able to lose both of them and handle business versus the other teams on your schedule and still get in and then beat them when it matters most, um, you know, in the playoffs. But, You got to recruit defensive linemen. It's simple, point blank. We saw that in our last game playing Georgia. We've seen that multiple games playing Georgia. We've seen it playing Alabama uh, all these years. You got to have dudes that can get to the passer. And I was watching Jordan Ross's film this morning. Because I'm not going to watch film unless it's serious. Like, he about to commit or he's he's committed. I'm not watching film on the recruit. Because I ain't got time for the silliness. But after knowing that he was going to commit 100%, I was like, let me go ahead and check out this film. And so I turn on the film, and I'm seeing him running down running backs opposite end of the field on the goal line versus Hoover. I'm watching him sprinting and running down quarterbacks on the opposite field, making big-time plays, creating sacks, and, and getting touchdowns. And I had to go look up his time, his 40 time. Uh, listed as a as a four six forty, thirty-five inch vertical. That speaks to the explosion that he uh possesses. But for him to be doing all this without wearing gloves, he's a grown man. He's a grown man. What kind of football player 2023 balls out like that without gloves? He he's special. You know how much you use your hands in the trenches? Have you seen Booger McFarlane's fingers? Have y'all seen Booger McFarlane's fingers from ESPN? Huh? Google Google Booger McFarlane and, 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 and Google his fingers. He's throwing them gang signs, folks. Google Tory Holt receiver for the, the St. Louis Rams at the time. Google his fingers. Jordan Ross is not wearing gloves. That stood out to me first, honestly. I said, oh, he's wearing number five. Oh, he's from Alabama. And he's leaving the state of Alabama. He doesn't have any gloves on. This is a different breed. I will say the Auburn been kind of sneaking in the weeds that how Lee Corso does. They sneaking in the weeds, laying in the grass. I think Auburn was um, involved uh, kind of late in the process. But when you look at Alabama not being a serious player, it may raise your eyebrows a little bit. I think that's natural. I think it's okay. Whenever you have someone that's ranked the number one player in Alabama, and Alabama is not Top one, top two, top three. We, we're so used to the LeBron Rays and, and the, the Julio Jones, those guys who are number one in the, in the state. We're used to those guys going to Alabama. And my answer to that, because I did that too, I was like, why is, why is Alabama not in the hunt? But I had to check myself. And I said to myself, who cares? who cares is he good is he better than some of the players that you may have on your team when jordan ross is a sophomore or or junior do you think he's a championship quality player do you think he's going to help you win a championship do you think he's a uh, vital piece of the puzzle if the answer is yes who cares who cares cuz guess what coaches miss Teams miss. They miss all the time. We miss. Georgia misses. Alabama misses on players who they think are not there yet. But, in fact, they go to school and they blossom and they turn out to be great players. It happens all the time. So do you well, think and, this championship player, that's all that matters? I'm back. Go ahead.
2: Yes, and and, and sorry to cut you off. I apologize for that. Okay. Um, I, I was going to add that not everybody can go to Alabama. Now, now it is weird seeing him ranked as as the number twelve overall player in the country and I think he's the the number two edge rusher if I'm not mistaken and and the the top ranked player in the state of Alabama uh, according to us at at two four seven um, but even in the industry generated rankings that compile all of them together i mean he's a, a top fifty top seventy player uh he he's he's one of the best recruits in the country at at least according to the recruiting ranking so it it is a little weird to to see somebody who's right there from the the heart of of alabama not be i guess at the very top of, of alabama's board but like everybody can't go to alabama right like squirrel white is is probably not at alabama because when squirrel white was coming out alabama really liked squirrel but they had a, a slot receiver or two ahead of Squirrel on their board, and that slot receiver that was ahead of Squirrel, I don't know which one it was of, of the 10 five-stars that Alabama has brought in the last two years at receiver, uh, but they they landed the commitment of the slot receiver in, in front of Squirrel, and, and that's why they didn't really pursue Squirrel as hard. So uh, the the ranking uh, of Jordan Ross doesn't really match the, the, the Squirrel white recruitment from Alabama, but it could be something very similar to that to where, Hey, Alabama thinks that Jordan Ross is a very talented prospect, but their evaluation doesn't line up with maybe what the recruiting ranking would suggest. And maybe instead of being number one on their board, maybe he was number two or number three and they got the guys in in front of him. And if, if you're number two, number three on on Alabama's board, like you're still a really, really talented football player. It, It is Alabama at the end of the day. And, Swain, ultimately, uh, you you trust Rodney Garner if you're a Tennessee fan, right? Like Rodney Garner is not signing off on on Jordan Ross if if he doesn't think that he can play. And uh, I I didn't bring up the the Alabama Auburn. Why weren't they deeper in this recruitment to to be negative? I, I just I I do kind of think that is the most interesting storyline of this recruitment because of how rare it is. Like you you don't see a five star from From Birmingham, leaving the state. You you've been around the the recruiting longer than I have. So, has there ever been a five star to leave Alabama and come to Tennessee?
0: Um, I mean, two thousand three, there was an ESPN five star that did that left (laughs) Alabama and came to Tennessee. I don't know what rivals was on. They they their system was was all jacked up, but
2: so really, we'll 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 throw you in there. So really, you're the only five-star to ever lead the state
0: E-Es- and
2: ESPN five-star ESP hey, a five-star is a five-star okay? um
0: Justin it's Ross rare. lost it's l- rare well Justin Ross left uh Alabama to go to Clemson the receivers. Yes. which I wonder if there's any any uh correlation between the two Rosses but the receiver from uh what was that I want to say Phoenix City left yes. and so sometimes sometimes Ben. And I'm speaking from experience. Sometimes you look around and you see Sally wearing an Auburn uniform, Auburn colors, Auburn t-shirt. Uh, you see Tom over here. He, he's rocking Alabama. And you see all your friends, you either Alabama or Auburn. And, like, sometimes you say to yourself, you know what? Damn both these schools. I don't want to go to neither one of them. I want to leave. Sometimes you just want to zig while everyone is zagging. Sometimes you want to do that. And Auburn, first-year head coach. I, like, I remember Tennessee being able to grab players from, like, oh, yeah. It was Darren Kirkland Jr. So Darren Kirkland Jr. was committed to Michigan, committed to Brady Hoke. Harbaugh takes over as a head coach. And Dan Kirkland Jr. doesn't want to go to Michigan anymore. And I'm like, bro, Harbaugh's better coach than than Hulk. <laughs> He's way better coach than Brady Hulk. But we were able to capitalize on a new coach going to the uh, school where the player was currently committed. And Kirkland Jr. is from what, I want to say, Indianapolis area, Indiana. Um that sounds right. Yeah, he was committed to Michigan, but sometimes it don't matter how great the coach is. And Hugh Freeze is a damn good coach, but do coach? You know what? I'm 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 ready to leave. I want to go somewhere where coach is established. And Josh Heupel, even though he's been here two years, more established than you know Harbaugh entering his first season at Michigan, where he played. So sometimes it happens that way. I'm not saying it happened here with, with Jordan Ross. Uh, I do, I do understand. Folks, their first thought when you see Jordan Ross being from Birmingham, which is like the center of football in Alabama,
2: Vestavia Hills is a, a popular high school in, in Birmingham too. That's a big time high school it's a powerhouse.
0: It's 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 a powerhouse. It's always been that way. They've always been good. They always play good good competition. Um, he is what what is he? Fifty miles away from from Tuscaloosa. Um, he is 100 miles away from from Auburn. You just don't see this every day. But it happens, and it happened yesterday. Jordan Ross, five-star to Tennessee. Love, love, love it, Ben. A six five two hundred fifty five zero three. It's our telephone number. You can use the Betty Chevrolet text box, BettyChevrolet.com. It's time to take a brief timeout just a brief one so let's do that again 865 65 3 ben mckee go 247 i'm jason swain live here in the low t center studio stay with us we'll be right back event is
3: brought to you by top 100 barbecue restaurant dead end barbecue check them out online at deadendbbq.com
0: when you are craving some quality barbecue there's only one place to go Dead End Barbecue. Dead End Barbecue has been featured on ESPN's Taste of the Town, the first barbecue restaurant on the SEC network, CBS Sports, Headline News Tailgate Show, Amazon Prime's The Restaurant Comeback, Food Paradise, and named one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in America. The search is over. Dead End Barbecue is located on 3621 Sutherland Avenue right here in Knoxville. You can even have it delivered right to your door through Chow Now. Visit their website at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue, the search is over.
2: What's up, Swain Event family? It's great to be on board. This is Taylor Hawkins with Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial, and I have one question for you. When was the last time you have slowed down and evaluated your financial situation? Just like the Vols, a great game plan leads to victory. Let us help you achieve your financial goals with a
3: custom-made game plan. No matter what stage of life you're in, protecting your family and hard-earned money is important. So let one of our local and trusted financial professionals secure
2: your future by visiting one of our 10 branch offices across Tennessee or give us a call locally at 865-312-5638. And remember, Go Vols!
0: Registered Representative and Investment Advisor Representative Offering Securities and Advisory Services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly-owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC.
4: Good morning, Swain Event family. Take a deep breath in and release. We're all back together in the AM and life is good. If you have real estate needs, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, at 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! Guys, let me
0: talk to you here. If you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low-T. Schedule your complete health assessment at Low-T Center. They now offer the convenience of monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments for just $155 a month cash pay. Or covered by most health insurance if you don't live near low t center or you just want the convenience of a at-home treatment low t center makes it easy shipping your treatments directly to you with the peace of mind of monitor treatment go to lowtcenter.com to book your appointment online low t center reinventing men's health care All right, welcome back to so One Event Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant in America. Ben McKee. Go balls 247. Love me some 247 right now. Love y'all, man. Y'all, I bet you do. Y'all the best. Love y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jordan Ross, five-star according to 247. Guys, I'm not loyal. Don't sit here and think, oh, Swain is loyal to Ben, because Ben works at 247. I'm not loyal. I'm loyal to one entity. That's Tennessee. Wherever a player is ranked the highest that's committed to Tennessee, that's where my loyalty lies, just for that day. Ben knows this. Don't blame me one bit. I've been consistent. I've been consistent with this stance. I don't care if there's a new recruiting services, uh, service that starts today. It could be one that starts today. It could be 25-8. It could be on four. It could be Rivals 2, whatever. If somebody commits to Tennessee today on the new recruiting service platform and they're a five-star, no one else is, they're my favorite for that day. Just the way it is. I would apologize, but I'll be lying if I did that. Big commitment, Ben. Jordan Ross, man. This is what it's going to take. You're not going to win all your battles. You're going to lose most of them because you're going to sign 20, 25 players. Uh, You're recruiting hundreds of players. So you're going to lose most of the guys you recruit. That's just just math. But it's about getting the right ones. And if you believe Tennessee, uh, if you believe, if you're Tennessee, that Jordan Ross is a championship quality player. Then it doesn't matter what the star ranking says. It doesn't matter what really anyone says. I know one thing: when I turn on FM and you watch him play ball, and you watch him play against some of the best high school talent in Alabama, because he does invest A V heels, just the way it is. And you see him jump off the the video, you know he's a player. So this is a, this is a big old get. Is what the recruiting experts like Ben McKee like to say.
2: Well, I, I am certainly no recruiting expert, but I, I do agree that it is a a a big get, if, if not a massive get. I touched on it a little bit earlier, just a position of need, uh, the ability of, of Jordan Ross, the schools that you beat out for him. And again, wasn't trying to go negative with the Alabama-Auburn conversation, but I don't see how that's not the, the first thought or, or storyline that pops into everybody's head when, when they see a five-star from Birmingham uh, committing to Tennessee. But aside from that, like I mentioned, like Texas has a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail right now. Tons. Florida has a lot of momentum on the recruiting trail right now. Oh, and wow. uh, because Tennessee was down for 10 to 15 years, like those brands are superior to Tennessee in, in the eyes of recruits. And the, the brand is getting back to what it should be and, and what it needs to be for Tennessee. And these are the recruiting battles that we speak so often about, Swain, that, that you have to win in order to compete for championships. And, and Tennessee won. And and it's been a consistent theme of winning battles. Again, you're not going to win all of them because it's just the nature of recruiting. You're recruiting too many guys to win them all. Uh, it, it's not like basketball to, to where maybe there's – you know, three or four people that you're after on, on any given class. And, and like you're, your, your sole focus is on those guys. I mean, you're, you're recruiting hundreds of players each recycle, each not recycle, but each cycle and, and you're just simply not going to win them all, but the ones that Tennessee is winning, they're still beating out the, the premier teams in the sport. And that's what you have to do uh to to win a championship. So, it, it is a big get. We we joke about it all the time. Big get, big get, big get. But this is really a, a massive one. Uh, because of the ability of the player and and who you beat out and uh, I I just think it's really got to make you even more excited as a as a Tennessee fan uh that the, that this thing is going to be sustained in the long run. Uh last year wasn't a, a flash in the pan. And that they're they're going to be able to win quite a bit of football games under Josh Heupel, and that that's because of the culture that that he has established. I mean, one of the first things that Jordan Ross told Ryan Callahan uh, at Govals Twenty Four Seven, our recruiting expert at Govals Twenty Four uh, Seven, prior to him announcing publicly last night, was that, "Hey, I was sold on Josh Heupel and Rodney Garner. Rodney Garner treated me like family through it all." And Josh Heupel did too, and that's why these recruits love Heupel and and these coordinators and and these assistant coaches because they're all good, genuine people. There have been coaches in the past that that you that you hear some not so great things about, and and Swain, you 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 hear more than I do, but I I don't hear bad things about the the coaches in terms of who they are as people like all up up and down the roster, Glenn Ellerby, Alec Ablin, Jerry Mack, Rodney Gardner, Brian Jean-Marie, Willie Martinez, Tim Banks, Joey Halsley, Mike Eckler, and I'm sure I'm leaving some people out, but, like, you don't hear bad things about who they are as people, uh, and obviously that starts with, with Josh Heupel setting the tone with, with the coaching staff that he has compiled, and that's trickled down into the locker room, and that's what sold Jordan Ross, who – he he and his mom kind of wanted to go all the way to signing day just just to make sure nothing crazy happened during the season, and they felt comfortable enough with Rodney Garner and Josh Heupel because they treated them like family, and ultimately that won out. So uh, th- this this culture could not be better, and it's why they're winning on the, the Mike Matthews and and now the the Jordan Rosses, and so you're a excited about. The roster as a whole but also how about the edge position all of a sudden the the edge position for tennessee looks absolutely amazing uh you you currently have uh james pierce and, and josh josephs as youngsters as as sophomores uh and then the true freshman class Shandavian bradley uh, and Caleb Herring mm. probably not going to play a huge role this season as as freshman, but they they look very very promising so mm. far, and, and they've had good off seasons by by all accounts, and and then now you you bring in Jordan Ross, and uh, you already have Kellen Lindstrom out of Missouri committed, and you're really after Danny Okoye from from Oklahoma, uh, and I think they're in a great position with Danny Okoye. He'll be here next month for an official visit. If you can go get a Koye and pair him with, with Jordan Ross and Kellen Lindstrom, I mean that's a heck of a trio right there of edge rushers. And and that follows up what's already on campus and, and it feels very similar to the inside linebacker position and, and receiver position. Like it's it's where it needs to be from a talent level. And and honestly, it's a championship level.
0: That's Ben McKee of all two four seven. Raleigh Voss says, "Come on, man! I'm making breakfast and bacon right now. I ain't ain't trying to Google booger fingers, <laughs> booger McFarlane's fingers. That's what I'm talking about.
2: But <laughs> yeah, not not a booger on a finger. Yeah, but booger McFarlane, the former football player's fingers.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's gonna ruin your appetite either way. But yes, you get what is. I'm saying about." Jordan Ross not wearing gloves, man. You got to be a different breed to be playing in the box without, without gloves. Like, I remember my freshman year in high school, I didn't wear gloves. And that was the last time I've, I ever not worn gloves. D-Mills on the Beatty Chevrolet text box this morning. Beatty Chevrolet, some of the biggest savings right now. In years, the largest inventory in years, up to $10,000 off. The red tag sale going on there, Betty Chevrolet, Chevrolet.com. Go to their website and see what they have to offer. Get yourself pre-qualified. Go to the lot. See the vehicles there for yourself. Uh, we own a car right here in the Swain household that we purchased from Betty Chevrolet as well. D-Mills says, well, I'm nervous about reading this. Nolan Smith type of player, just asking for own info and in the way you described him, he comes to mind with the speed. So let me be careful because whenever there's a comparison with a high school player or a freshman player to a pro player, people – Think that you're gonna get the level of the pro player in the true freshman the moment we step on campus. And that's that's just that's just that's just crazy to think about. You're comparing certain traits of a player. So when Eric Gray came into town as a freshman, I compared his ability in the open field to make guys miss like Alvin Kamara. His versatility, like Alvin Kamara. Does that mean he's Alvin Kamara? No. Does that mean he's going to be as good as Alvin Kamara? No. But the comparison of attributes is what we were speaking to. When a receiver comes in and he has you know great jump ball ability. He said, "Man, he's boy he he gets up and catches the ball over DBs like Randy Moss. That don't mean he Randy Moss. That just means he reminds you of Randy Moss because he does one thing that Randy Moss did really, really well. Well, D-Mills, the reason why I was afraid to, to read it because I didn't want people to, to say, oh, man, he's, he's like Nolan Smith. But you know what? His closing speed, when you turn on film, it is like Nolan Smith. Did you see the preseason game uh, a couple days ago? When Nolan Smith, he got a little banged up on the play. But he ran down. It was against the Browns. And he ran down. What's the speedy receiver from Auburn? Oh, they ran track.
2: Anthony Schwartz.
0: Anthony Schwartz, who is hanging on by a thread, um, it seems like. But they ran a reverse form with them. And every time I turn on the TV and watch the Browns, all they're doing is running reverses with them. It's weird, but they ran reverse with Anthony Swartz. Of course you know. Of course you know who I was talking about, man. I forgot your in-laws team. Anyways.
2: Or, never mind. I, I won't bring up Cody Burns and, and his development of receivers.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, they ran reverse with Swartz, and Nolan Smith walked him down. Sports could not get to the edge, and Nolan Smith's speed jumps off the video. And Nolan Smith wasn't healthy his entire time, Georgia. But, boy, if he would have, he would have created more headaches for offenses. Uh, he's going to be special at the next level. But, yeah, his speed reminds me of Nolan Smith, his closing speed. Brian Huntslicker says, I heard that Ross is determined to leave the state. Can't blame him. I can't blame him either. Can't blame him either. D. Cody, what is the go-to dish for this first week of football? I'm going wings with a bologna log on the smoker for the Virginia game with all the fixings. You can't go wrong with that, D. Cody. If that I, sounds good. If, 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 uh. I can, if I can add one thing, D. Cody. Make you a slit in the bologna. It's been a long time since I've done this. A long time. Make you Doesn't a slit sound like it. Make you a slit in the, in the bologna, um, not all the way. So take the bologna log and go left to right. Go about an inch, and then start that slit at about an inch, and then go the long way the bologna log to about an inch away from the other end, and that's which you you want your slit to be. And then get you some jalapenos and put some jalapenos down in that slit. Stuff it in there. And then when the log is on the smoker, baste that log with some barbecue sauce and your favorite seasoning. Let that barbecue sauce caramelize on there with the jalapenos cooking inside. And when you take that thing off, you slice it, you got, you got your cheese and your your crackers or whatever, you'll thank me. You'll thank me later. It, it's real deal stuff. It's real deal. But, yeah, can't go wrong there, D. Cody. Can't go wrong. Riley Voss says that uh, Saban couldn't get past the gloves. <laughs> Alabama and Auburn wanted Jordan Ross. They mm-hmm. wanted Jordan Ross. I got my sources. They wanted Jordan Ross. They think he's a good player, good enough to play uh, at at their at their school. But hey, Jordan Ross wanted to be a ball. And um, Tennessee right now riding high, top ten class. Still got to probably get more beef beef in the trenches. Would you say? Yes. Ben, it's still uh, still uh, a, a goal. Still got to address both sides of the line of scrimmage. I mean, you can never have too many guys. I'm sorry. Know, in in the trenches. So uh, you you're still recruiting guys in the trenches. You
2: you do have five committed, uh, but if if the right one becomes available, uh just like there's a, a tackle from IMG who has who has kind of popped up on the radar uh since Bennett Warren committed uh and is Jordan Seaton, uh he he's from at, at IMG like I just mentioned originally from uh, D.C. He, he reached out to, to Tennessee and, and some other schools at, at the tail end of, of the summer. Uh, we have him listed as an interior offensive lineman uh, and and rated as a four-star, number 81 overall in the country. So a top 100 overall player in the country according to us. So obviously if a guy like that becomes available, like I think the number five in, in terms of bringing in five offensive linemen, I, I think you're good there. But if if a top 100 overall player in the country wants to come like you're you're not gonna tell them no and like I'm I'm not opposed to six offensive linemen at all. I, I think the bigger need is is beef on the defensive line. Like now you you, you have Kellen Lindstrom and and you have Jordan Ross and, and hopefully for Tennessee's sake uh they can go out and they can add uh Danny Okoye uh the, the edge rusher uh from Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh who is very, very talented and is filling Tennessee and, and he'll be here next month. Like I, like I mentioned, uh, but you really only have one true defensive lineman committed and, and that's Carson gentle, who has been committed for over a year now. Uh, he's down in Chattanooga playing at Macaulay. Uh, and technically you have Jeremiah's heard uh, the, the, the defensive lineman from Rome, Georgia, six seven two eighty, But a lot of people view his future at offensive tackle. So there's no guarantee that that Jeremiah's heard would would stick to to defensive line. So in terms of like true defensive line bodies, excluding the Leo position, the edge rusher position, uh, because that's what Jordan Ross is. And, and that's what Tennessee is recruiting. Kellen Lindstrom, uh, the the kid from Missouri who's already committed that that's what they're recruiting him as as well. They need some more beef in, in the middle is is what I'm getting to They They, they don't have enough beef. Right now, in my opinion, they they need another guy or two, and you know I, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, well, Cam Franklin uh, just committed to to Ole Miss over the weekend, um, but the, the the other one, the other five star that committed to USC, uh, Fountain, uh, he he committed to USC kind of out of nowhere. I guess that was early in the summer. He he's kind of back in the process of 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 talking to to other schools. He, he's from Atlanta. Yeah and, and he what's that Yeah yeah <laughs> right but that Atlanta's a long ways from from southern california so uh, it, it's not the easiest for for families to, to get out there to to see you play and I I know they're going to the Big 10 USC is but even still like going up to Michigan and Ohio State like those aren't easy trips on on families from Atlanta either Uh, easier but not easy so we'll we'll see if they can get back in with fountain that that would obviously he's more of a true defensive lineman uh interior guy if you could land him then then that would be boy that would be quite the haul there. especially again if you can go add danny okoye uh from tulsa oklahoma he's at the the noah homeschool um so and he'll be here the end of September for the South Carolina game for his official visit. If if you add a Koye and, and maybe go make some magic happen with, with Franklin and, and that, that is a heck of a defensive line haul and would certainly uh, settle the, the warranted concern that that was voiced at that particular position back in July.
0: Hey, maybe USC is going to give fountain the uh, messy treatment where he, you let them use a private plane whenever he needs to use it for his family to go to games. I mean, you just never know in the NIL what kind of perks uh, on the table for, for a recruit. Uh, I'll mention this, and then we'll take another quick break. According to 247 Sports, here are the programs with multiple five-star commitments. Uh, Georgia at four. They have 26 commitments. More than... Um, Pretty much everybody except for Stanford and and um, Michigan. They have you know, 26 commitments right now. Georgia with four or five stars. Ohio State with four five stars. Uh, Florida State with three. Florida with two. Alabama with two. Clemson with two. Auburn with two. And Tennessee with two. It's showing one here, but it's two. Because uh, you have Jordan Ross, who's the highest rated player. Of uh, this class right now, then Mike Matthews is also a five star. So, um, Tennessee, one of, what's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight programs in America with multiple five star commitments according to two, four, seven sports. Is that good? That's good. That's good. Absolutely the competitive nature and fans and, and humans in general, you always want to be number one. So you always want to be right there at the top and have more five stars than everybody. But, uh, is it required, uh, for Tennessee to take another huge step? No, but George is a team that you're going to play every year. Um, or we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. But George is a team that's right around the corner from you. You're going to recruit against, and, um, you gotta, you gotta win those battles against them. Um, but two five-stars right now, we'll take it. Uh, we'll take it. And we'll continue to make plays on the field. We'll continue to put guys in the league. We'll continue to maintain a, a positive culture and close the gap. That's that's what you want to do. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. Ben McKee, Go Vols 247. I'm Jason Swain, live here from the low center studio. Stay with us.
3: Just because you can't call in doesn't mean that you have to sit on the sideline, impact the show with a text box. It's
0: part of the free Swain event app. What's up, fellas? It's Swain. When it comes to health, there are numbers every man needs to know, including your testosterone number. I recommend going to Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's only $25. You walk in, take a simple blood test, and with their on-site lab, you'll know your results in 25 minutes. Low testosterone levels can make you feel tired and grumpy, can cause lack of motivation and drive. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing means health care. It is so good to be here with Charlie Pratt with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. And Charlie, you have a passion for helping and working with East Tennesseans. Why is that?
3: Man, I was born and raised here in Knoxville. Uh, My family's owned a business here since the 1920s. I played football at Central High School and Maribel College. I'm just really proud to work in East Tennessee. What are you the most proud of? We do a really good job of meeting people where they're at on their financial journey. I've got clients uh, that are just now starting out. I've got clients that are in the middle of saving and doing a great job job and I've got clients who have worked really hard their whole lives and it's time for them to enjoy their retirement. It's my job to make sure their money lasts as long as they do in retirement and they're able to leave a legacy for their family. So with that
0: being said, what are the next steps?
3: Let's sit down and take a look at your financial plan. Give me a call
0: 865-919-6468. Registered Representative and Investment Advisor Representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Women of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. Dead End Barbecue has you covered when you need the food to be on point for your next event. Go to deadendbbq.com to learn more or call 865-414-9417. Dead End Barbecue, the catering search is over.
4: Hey there, Swain Event crew. Just like fall sports, the Knoxville area real estate market is strong and growing stronger. We're an everything region. When you get the big orange itch to buy, sell, or invest, call me, Jennifer Morris, with Keller Williams Realty at 865 865- or email me at jennifermorris 865 at gmail.com Go Vols! Looking for a different way to enjoy the show? Yes! Then check out Swain Event TV on YouTube.
0: How many days are we to kick off? Anybody know?
2: We are the GOAT, Joey Kent days away from kickoff, and also Josh Dobbs days away.
0: 11 days until kickoff. Oh boy. Man, if I was a player on this team, I would be so tired of practicing at this point. A fall camp. Come on, man. Let's get this game going. Oh what else can we cover? <laughs> but there's there's a lot that you can cover. There are special situations during the game that you can cover, you can work on. Um you gotta make sure that from a personnel standpoint, as you're transitioning from offense to defense, defense special teams, different teams on special teams, the field goal, the the, the extra point, field goal block, uh punt, punt return, kickoff return. Like there's different guys that play on different teams and there's a depth chart on those teams. And so if one player goes down, you got to be able to have the second guy go in without any hiccups. And if you do have hiccups, then you're wasting time out, which is what you don't want to You want to reserve all those timeouts for the offense. Uh, sometimes defensively, you got to call timeout, but it's not like you want to do that, but you have to do it. And you you're more than willing to do that. Um, you don't want to give up a touchdown, but you prefer to save your your timeouts for, for the offense. But uh, there's there's a lot more work on. But man, when it's 11 days until the game, man, you just want to get to the game.
2: You just want. To play. They do have today off, but to your point, they have today off, and then they will be back on the practice field tomorrow. And that also correlates with Tennessee's first day of school. First day of classes is tomorrow as well. Uh, but a day off today and then practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, off Sunday, game week starts Monday. Although Josh Heupel did say that they'll, they'll start to, to transition to Virginia prep a, a little bit over the next couple of days.
0: When does Florida prep start? And that
2: schedule is at least uh, uh according uh, to to the media schedule that was sent out on on Sunday. Uh, and uh, we do not have any media availability today or tomorrow, but Thursday we will speak to Joey Halsley and offensive players that include Joe Milton. Uh, go ahead and, and get Joe Milton's uh, game week media availability out of the way so that way he doesn't have to worry about it next week. And then Friday, we will speak to Tim Banks and then nothing over the weekend. And then the typical Josh Heupel noon press conference on on Monday uh, to, to get game week going. He did have one yesterday as well, Swain. And I I thought it was interesting. I, I want to pose, pose this question to you. I, I know I'm kind of throwing you a curveball. You you want to go in a, a different direction. But I, hey, I'm I, Drew I was Gilbert. having this thought.
0: I'm Drew Gilbert. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Drew Gilbert is mashing right now for for the Mets Double A team. Him and Blake Tidwell are both playing very well with the the Mets Double A team up north. Uh, but I w- I was thinking about this yesterday because once again Josh Heupel did did not hesitate to say that he has a ton of confidence in Nico Eyal Maliava, and that that's great to hear. Uh, that Joey Joey Halsley has said it. Uh, teammates have said it. Josh Heupel said it after the first scrimmage. Josh Heupel said it yesterday. If something were to happen to Joe Milton, how confident are you in Nico Eal Maliava that he can come in and he can get the job done? And Josh Heupel said he was very, very confident, which is, is great to hear. And, you know, I, I think it it says on one hand that they truly do have confidence in him because I I think if they didn't have that amount of confidence in in him as, as a coach, there's a way to speak about it without giving away too much. But Josh type was kind of upfront. Like I I've been honestly surprised by how forthcoming he's, he's been in his answer or or maybe not forthcoming, forthcoming, but how, how, how much conviction he has had in his answer, I guess, because you typically don't see that, especially with freshmen. But he said, I think he's ready to play at a really high level feel really good about where he is at he's called him a totally different football player than the spring he talks about how he has command of the offense and everything that they're doing teammates have uh, a lot of belief in him And, and this is all great and I think Joe is going to have a great season but I was thinking to myself yesterday if Joe struggles against Florida in the first quarter maybe throws a a bad interception, and, and then comes back later in the game and and maybe throws another bad interception or, or can't get the offense going, I, I wonder if these words maybe come back to bite Josh Heupel in the butt earlier than intended because if Joe, and I again, I'll say this, I don't think Joe is going to struggle in these games against Florida, South Carolina, Virginia. I expect him to play well in the month of September. My bigger question marks are, are: How does Joe play against Alabama, uh, a talented Texas A&M defensive front, uh, and, and Georgia? Like those big time games, is is more of the the question that I have with Joe and his performance. But these other, other like tier two, tier three SEC teams, I think he plays well against those teams. But if he doesn't, is Josh Heupel maybe putting a little unintended pressure? on himself and, and on the program and, and on Joe because he has come out and said publicly, essentially that Nico's ready to play if need be ideally you don't want him to, but he has essentially said that he is ready to play. Like I, I think he he may be adding some unneeded pressure to himself when he doesn't have to, like you can still speak highly of Nico with these answers. When somebody asks you this question, but maybe not show as much conviction as he has had. Does that make sense? And, and do you think that that is maybe a, a real thing that, that could happen if Joe were to struggle, which I know you and I don't, both don't believe that he would, but just a, a theoretical question.
0: I think Josh Hypo has been successful here at Tennessee the moment he stepped on campus because he has uh, put a different level of belief in these players, and these players believe that they can go out there and, and play winning football. Um, you know, the previous coaching staff did more of telling you what you couldn't do and, and ripping you for not making plays, rather than just going out correcting the players and letting them know that they can do it. And um, different players have different coaching styles that they prefer and that they respond to. Um, so, like when Josh Heupel said that, like I didn't, I didn't put much stock into it, honestly, because that's that's what Heupel has done. Um, But I did notice him say that uh, Nico is a different player from the spring and night and day different. And he should be because, I mean, he's he's went through fall camp. Fall camp is different. Um, He's watched a lot of film. Uh, He's learned from from Joe. He's learned from his own mistakes. So, I mean, he should be a different player uh, in fall camp than, than he was during the spring. I'm totally fine with Josh Heupel speaking the way that he spoke about, about, about Nico. I don't think with him saying that anyone should try to put Nico in the football game earlier than he needs to be in the in the game. Um, with Joe and, and Nico dynamic, if Joe struggles and you mentioned a couple of times, you don't, you think he's gonna have a good season? You don't think he will, and I don't. You know, I don't think he will either. I mean, he's been sharp. Uh, he doesn't throw interceptions in practice. Uh, he's not thrown an interception at Tennessee. I don't anticipate him throwing a lot this season. We had a conversation on Josh and Swain about what if he didn't throw one at all all year long? How crazy would that be? But that's hard, man. That's that's hard to expect that because sometimes interceptions are out of your control as a quarterback. But let's just say Joe Milton struggles. You got to be careful with Josh Heupel because once you make the change, you can't go back. Like if you make a change based on performance, you have to be prepared to take the lumps that may, cause you to have a record of eight and four or nine and three or whatever. Like Joe should be allowed to have a bad game and come back and still be the starter. If he has corrected those mistakes and if he's continuing to play well in practice. But if Joe has multiple bad games, in a row then there will be questions about nico coming in and and taking over for joe but i just don't see that happening
2: yeah i I just i i can see a situation where these comments are are thrown back in into to hypo's face if they are put in that situation at at some point i don't think they should be thrown
0: back in his face
2: well, the fans will absolutely bring these comments back up. And if, they'll be wrong. Milton is struggling.
0: And they'll be wrong.
2: Okay, well, you know how fans work. I mean, if the moment Joe Milton starts to struggle and the moment they want to see somebody else, all of these positive comments from from fall camp that you typically don't hear about from coaches, like they'll be brought back up.
0: But Hypo always speaks positive about his players. He,
2: yes, he does, but he, he doesn't genuinely usually... Open up with as much conviction, in my opinion, as as he has with Nico the last week or two.
0: Yeah, I just, I, I just think Hypo's is in a situation where, like, he has to be positive. I mean, on a scale from one to ten, was he like a, a little bit higher than normal with Nico? Sure, fine. Like we could say, we could say that. Excuse me, but I mean, he's always positive. I mean, he he's not throwing guys under the bus. He's not, you know, saying, you know, I don't know if this particular player is ready. I mean, he did say. We play guys who we trust. If, he, if we can't trust you, then you're not going to play. I mean, that was probably the closest thing he said to you know, being negative towards a player. But, like, that, that wasn't even negative. That's just the truth. Um, he's always spoke positive. And, and if Joe has one bad game and the game results in hell, in it's not time to call for Nico to be a starter. But it is time to wonder, all right, How long is the leash? How long is the rope? Because I think multiple bad performances that are close together, they could be back-to-back. That is going to create some issues. Because what's going to happen is, especially if Nico's playing well in practice, you're going to have teammates. You're going to have your players look around going, "Uh, yo, we might might need to try something different. When that happens and you don't make a change, then you have some issues. Uh, but that's—I just—I just cannot see that man. Just what I've seen in Joe Milton this fall camp, how he's carried himself, how he's uh, practiced—it it will be an absolute shock that he would play poor, poor enough to get himself yanked. I just—I just don't see that.
2: Yeah, I've—I've I've just been surprised by how the coaches, in particular, have have been so. Forthcoming in their positivity surrounding Nico, usually coaches like even if they they feel super high on somebody like they're going to be the next Trevor Lawrence, like even if they feel that way, they'll they'll kind of hide it from the media and, and speak very vaguely. And Tennessee's coaches Hasley and Heupel haven't really done that this fall camp, and and I I've kind of been surprised by that. So it's just something I felt like was was an interesting hypothetical storyline that that could potentially pop up and maybe I'm the only one that that finds it interesting but uh, I I have been surprised by by just how positively they they've spoken uh, about Nico this fall camp it, it seems a, a little more than usual which maybe that's just simply a a great sign of of things to come
0: well that just means he's gotten better and he has I mean, <laughs>
2: like obviously he still has his freshman moments but he's had a really good off season
0: yeah i mean that that means He's not making the same mistakes twice. I mean, I was at scrimmage, uh, scrimmage number two, and uh, Jeremiah T. Lander made a great play picking him off. I mean, he tried to kind of throw it over the linebacker's head uh, to one of his receivers, and T. Lander showed some 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 crazy vertical action to get up and get that ball. And if you're Hosley, you go and you make those corrections when the film study and then you come back out next time you on a football field and whether it's seven on seven or 11 on 11 and that same play is called versus the same coverage. And Nico makes a better throw and better decision. yo that's Nico learning, learning from his mistakes and getting better. So um, I don't think it's mind blowing that Nico is better now than, than spring. He should be, but it gives you more confidence in his ability to go in if he needs to go in, whether it's Joe performing poorly or Joe, you know, getting hurt, when he goes in, or if he goes in, and you're playing in a game of significance and the score is close, are you doing the same things from a play call standpoint for Nico as you did with Joe? And I, Nico's probably a bit more uh, mobile. But I mean, I don't know. Joe Joe lost some weight and looking good. Um, look, he's not
2: going to be a statue
0: like no, no. He look, like he look, some he some people explosive. think
2: he's going to be a, a, a statue. Like I, I think it's fair to wonder. Like one of the things that made Dobbs and, and Hooker so great is their ability to to escape a sack and and, and turn a negative into a positive. I, I don't know that Joe's going to do that as frequently, but I. Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, I think Joe has that ability within him, and and, and there's some that think he's just a statue, and, and no, like, he, all of a sudden, no all of those negative plays are always going to be negative plays now, and I don't think that's going to be true.
0: No, he's not a statue. His feet is not as quick as Dobbs or, or a hooker, but, like, you get him out in open field. I remember that Pittsburgh game when he ran the quarterback draw, and Joe was probably 10, 15 pounds heavier. He was He was riding. I mean, he was gone. Um, Joe's going to have some moments that he's going to impress people with his legs. But if, as far as, like, suddenness and, and foot quickness in the pocket, like, yeah, Hooker and and Dobbs, their they're feet a little bit quicker. But um, we just need Joe to stay healthy. That That's best-case scenario. Joe to be healthy. Joe to play well. Uh, Joe to be a, a first-second-round pick if he plays like he – Played against Clemson this entire season, um, like that's what we need, and then Nico can take over next year. It could be the, the Nico show for the next, you know, three three or four years. That's that's what we need. That's what we want and need to happen. A 3 Go back to the text box, Baby Chevrolet text box. Amazing golf ball. Says, Tennessee is back, baby. What's your thoughts on our momentum in recruiting Go Vols? Well, Tennessee been back. They been back. They was back a couple months ago. Josh Heupel said, "Rocket Top is back, let's go versus Florida. But Tennessee was really back when they beat Alabama. That's when Tennessee was, was, was really back. Raleigh Vols says, white man can't jump. Three, featuring T. Lander. No, yeah, T. Lander got up. Jimmy Ho ain't got nothing on T. Lander. T. Lander got
2: up. T. Lander's gonna be good, man. Mm-hmm. He, he he's gonna. I mean, I don't expect him to play a, a huge role at linebacker this season, but I think he's gonna be one of Tennessee's better special teams player yep. as a true freshman, and I think he's gonna wreck some people's world. Uh, on if he's on kickoff or one of those type of units because that that dude flies around and hits people
0: yep uh bulldog brian says what position group gives you the most concern for the vols it's no secret so i don't mind bulldog brian who's a georgia fan asking that question i mean he, he can follow any team site or any paper that covers tennessee and um, any radio show if you to to Josh's way. I mean, it's something I bring up at least once a show. Uh, but left guard is a concern. Yeah, the interior of the offensive line is, is a concern. Um, once Cooper gets back, Ollie Lane will move back over to left guard. Ollie Lane, this will be his first time you know, being a starter. He's been here for a very long time physically. He should be strong as an ox, but is he, is he ready? And until he He shows that he is ready. He can hold his own. It's a question mark. It's a concern. I hope he goes out there and plays well and plays awesome. But right now, it's a concern. Uh, Let's see here. Raleigh Vol says, if we're down 17-0 at the half in the swamp, does Nico take the first nap in the second half? Raleigh Vol, we ain't about to be down 17-0 at halftime. But with that being said, um, I don't know. It depends on what happens in that 17-0 to, to, to zero score. We're talking, like, a pump return for a touchdown. We're talking special teams mishaps. We're talking, you know, Joe hit a receiver in the hands. You know, like like Hendon hit Callaway in his hands at the swamp on fourth down and it's dropped or tipped and it's intercepted. Like, it depends on if it's Joe Milton's fault or not the thing about pulling a quarterback and putting in another one you can't go back and forth if you do that then you're in trouble you might be able to go back to the guy you pulled but man rarely does does it work out when you're going back and forth and back and forth neil and mafia says "Swain, you gonna eat that popcorn yeah man, if you don't take it away from me, Neil and Mafia. That's what that's what Ben's excited about. Football season, that popcorn, that press box popcorn up there.
2: No, that press box ice cream sandwich up there.
0: Hey man, I had it for the first time Alabama game. So, I couldn't get a ticket, Alabama game. So, uh I was in the Vol Network uh box watching the game and watching uh Pat Ryan and Brent Hubbs and Bob Keston do their thing and um, they were sitting on the front row and I was sitting in the back row and, uh, during halftime, it was real packed up there, man. A lot of people i saw on TV, you know, Harry Douglas got a chance to meet him. And, uh, a lot of big time media people were, were, were there in Knoxville, but, uh, I saw people going towards this, this box, this freezer box. And I looked over there. It was so much ice cream in that thing, man. Ice cream sandwiches from my childhood. Ice cream sandwiches that you found in that truck that used to ride around your neighborhood with the jingle. Make you just stop in your tracks. Make sure you got enough change in your pocket to get in line and get you some ice cream. Like, those ice cream products was in the freezer there um, at the Alabama game. But yeah, you're right, man. You're right about that. Uh, My man Robert, with the addition of Jordan Ross at Edge, do you think the Vols are still recruiting uh, Elijah Russian or think they are content with going after Okoye. uh I still think if Arizona starts off bad there's a chance Russian doesn't end up there
2: one well, and, well I, I guess he is an, an I mean, edge player at 65 225 but if if Elijah Russian wanted to come to Tennessee Tennessee's not 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 saying no
0: absolutely not but like what my, my thing will with, with Robert saying, I think if Arizona starts bad, there's a chance Russian doesn't end up there. What the hell is Russian uh, expecting? Is he expecting Arizona to be good or something in football? We know why he's going to Arizona. It ain't because Arizona is winning football games on a consistent basis. It's other reasons. So if if, if Arizona starts bad, it's what we all expected. Because they're not good. But it's a chance. It's a chance he could... He could flip, but we know the reason why he decided to stay home.
2: Well, and, and the, these guys like Elijah Rushing and Williams Winery and Ryan Wingo, Ryan Wingo's the the uncommitted receiver, but he's probably going to end up at Missouri because of the, the NIL laws that, that allow seniors in high school to, to get paid. The one thing that I'm really curious to find out uh, about these guys who are making, in my opinion, from the outside looking in, Temporary decisions based off of money. My personal beliefs believe that that is a recipe for failure, disaster, things to not work out. So when when these young men who are making decisions based off of money, once they complete their freshman season, where are they going to be? That that's one thing I'm real curious to to find out. Is is like it, once they get there. And they're they're making the money, and they know they they can go elsewhere and and get money, and and possibly play for for a a team that that's winning more or, or a better culture or something along those lines. I'm curious to see how those situations work out in in the long run, particularly uh, as as freshmen. Now, look, I'll be the first to admit, I I did not think that Walter Nolan would make it a season at Texas A&M, and I definitely did not think that he would be back for a sophomore season. Uh, and I thought that he wouldn't play all that well as a freshman, quite frankly. And, and he played very well as a freshman. Uh, he is still at A&M and, and looks poised to, to for a big season. So maybe I could just end up being flat out wrong with these young men. And I don't want to pretend to know all the details of their life, but I, I just, I don't, just a, a general rule of thumb in, in life, I, I don't think it's smart to make temporary decisions based off of money. So I'm, I'm interested to see how the, their careers play out.
0: Uh, when's the last time Bama has gone this deep into fall camp without knowing the starting quarterback? It's been a while since so because because they've had great quarterbacks at the great quarterbacks. Um, but I, mean, I I'm hearing right now that you know, Milro is playing really well. I'd be surprised if he's he's not the guy. And Their
2: receivers uh, have been dropping the football quite a bit. I, I know that's annoyed Nick Saban the the last couple of weeks. He's he's spoken publicly about the receivers needing to be more consistent catching the football, hey, which is surprising because they bring in a three, four, five star receivers every year.
0: Hey, we saw we saw those drops in New England Stadium last year. So uh, if the running backs and the receivers catch the passes, Alabama probably probably wins the game there. 865-255-03 We'll get back to the Beatty Chevrolet text box BeattyChevrolet.com One last segment with you guys Ben McKee, Govall 247 I'm Jason Swain. Stay with us We'll be right back
4: there, Swain event fam. If you're currently renting and just about priced out of your place, give me a call. Jennifer Morris with Keller Williams Realty at 865-257-7897. You may be able to buy a home and have monthly payments less than your rent. And wouldn't you rather pay your own mortgage than someone else's? Hope to hear from you soon and go Vols!
0: We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to
1: be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved.
0: Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy.
3: Hey, Val Nation. This is Charlie Pratt, financial representative with Modern Woodman and MWA Financial Services. Modern Woodman has been touching lives and securing futures for 140 years. Being born and raised here in East Tennessee, I'm honored to help East Tennesseans in all phases of life with retirement planning, investments and life insurance. A big win on Saturday starts with preparation early in the week. A secure financial future starts with planning today. Contact my office today at 865-919-6468 to
0: review your financial plan and make sure you are on
3: track for success.
0: As always, go Voss. Registered representative and investment advisor representative offering securities and advisory services through NWA Financial Services, Inc., a wholly owned subsidiary of Modern Woodmen of America, member of INCRA, SIPC. When you are craving some quality barbecue, there's only one place to go dead end barbecue dead end barbecue has been featured on espn's taste of the town the first barbecue restaurant on the sec network cbs sports headline news tailgate show amazon primes the restaurant comeback food paradise and name one of the top 100 barbecue restaurants in america the search is over dead end barbecue is located on 3621 sutherland avenue right here in knoxville you can even have it delivered right to your door through chow now Visit their website at deadinbq.com. Dead end barbecue. The search is over. The man, the myth, the legend, Ben McKee. Go balls 247. That's right, I said. It. Don't look surprised. Don't look surprised, Ben McKee. I said. It. You the man, Bimper G. All right, let's go to the text box again. Okay, I will. I think the better question is: Does Nico come in when the balls are blowing the doors off opponents? I see determination in Joe's eyes. He's gonna ball. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna see we're gonna see Nico. We should see him in yes. the first two games at, at least
2: My, but do you try to keep him to four games for the red shirt or i, I think that's the the big question and, and I think what that last question you read off there on the text box was was alluding to is do you do you try to keep him to four games and under?
0: That's a conversation you need to have 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 with uh you know Nico and his camp I mean I look at Tennessee's you know, schedule. And the first two games point to Tennessee winning by a lot and, and have an opportunity for, for Nico to play. Uh, and then you got UTSA, which will be better, probably better than Virginia, uh, will be better than Austin Peay. But if you go out and handle business in that game, uh, then there's your third game for Nico. Um, and then you play South Carolina, AM, and Alabama, Kentucky and then Yukon. So UConn will be the fourth game. And you can maintain Nico's uh redshirt status. Now Nico's not going to be here all four years. I don't see it. <laughs>
2: that's 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 what I was about to ask you is if you see Nico as a senior, don't you think that's fair to say that I don't want to call something call went a wrong. Failure. Something went Some, wrong. It didn't go according to plan.
0: Yeah, something went yeah, something went wrong. When you have the number 1 overall player uh coming in He's he plays quarterback um something went wrong. And that's okay. Like it, sometimes it doesn't go as court according to plan, doesn't follow the script 100%. Um it, it happened that way for Joe Milton. When Joe Milton came out and you look at his size and his ability to throw the football, the plan was for him to be the start at Michigan right now. Well, sometimes the plan changes and and that's okay. It's how you respond when the plan changes, when adversity strikes and Joe Milton has responded well to adversity and he's in a position to still reach his goals and dreams this year. Like Joe can still be a first round pick with a, with a good season. So, Uh, I don't think Nico's going to be a four-year player here. Uh, Everything works out the way it's supposed to. So, I look at Tennessee's schedule. There's four games that I can see Joe Milton balling out in. Tennessee getting up up a lot of points. And then we see Nico take over for the rest of the game. So, it it looks like it's going to work out. Um, Raleigh Vols says, higher college ceiling. Deuce or G Mac? Who the hell are,
2: to? Who's that? Deuce Knight, the quarterback at Lipscomb Academy, and George McIntyre, uh, the the Tennessee version of of Nico, from a, a rankings perspective. Are these uh, both twenty twenty five quarterbacks. George McIntyre, um, aka oh G Mac, who is at Brentwood Academy. That's tough. I, I I would say George McIntyre. Mm. And I'm basing that solely off of uh, the interest that that he is re- receiving. I mean, he he is possibly the the number one overall quarterback in in the class of 2025 when it's all said and done. I, I don't I don't know what his current recruiting ranking is. I'm I'm pulling it up as we speak, mm. uh, but it it is certainly up there as one of the top guys. He's we at two four seven have George McIntyre. Uh, ranked as the number 11 overall player in the class of 2025, the number two quarterback, and the number one player in the state of Tennessee. I mean, he's essentially Tennessee's version of of Nico from Nico's class, and, and there's a the reason that Tennessee desperately wants him. But I would say McIntyre. I like Deuce Knight, but I, I would just based off of – obviously, I'm not a quarterback evaluator, but based off of interest from schools – I mean, everybody wants George McIntyre. Alabama, Clemson, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, you name it, they they want Je- George McIntyre. So just based off of that alone, I would I would say McIntyre. But Deuce Knight, he, he's a very, very talented kid. That that's no indictment on him.
0: Big shot Rob says, I say play him all you can. I don't see him being here more than three years.
2: Yep. That's my thought.
0: Brian Hunsucker says, Ain't nobody trying to restart Nico. If he's here five years, he is not the quarterback. We all hoped.
2: We can, I mean, that, that sounds great to say, but even Nico and his family have had conversations about possibly redshirting to preserve a year of eligibility. So it's, it's not something that shouldn't at least be brought up and discussed prior to the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's discussed. It's, it's smart business. I'm, I'm sure it was discussed before Nico committed that, Hey man, we, we, we're going to take care of you um through nil when you when you're here but here's the advantages of you not being a starter day one to protect you there's been many examples of guys waiting their turn and going on to be the number one overall pick most recently bryce young so just because you are number one overall player doesn't mean you need to start day one that's not in the best interest sometimes of the player Bill O'Brien says everyone believes Florida is going to be terrible. I have them at four and eight. Um, what about you? I got them struggling to win five games. That schedule is not easy. Nelson from Jackson, if Millroll is the guy, I like our chances rolling into Tuscaloosa. In my opinion, if Bryce didn't play against us, the game would have been over in the second. Millroll had a bad game against Texas A&M. Get a bad game. Milrow is a stud. It doesn't help that he doesn't have like bona fide ballers at the receiver position that are more uh that that's more consistent catching up football. But M- Milrow can be a problem. And as much as Joe Milton has improved from 2021 to 2022, are you expecting Milrow not to improve? I mean, he was a he was a freshman playing last year. So we have to understand. And listen, Milro may not be good this year. It could happen, but don't set yourself up for disappointment. Assuming that Tennessee's players are the only players that work hard and improve and get better. Everybody else working hard too. So Milro just presents different problems than the other two quarterbacks. And I'm sorry, a quarterback that can run like Milrow, that's thats difficult to defend. And Alabama's going to go back to running the football and smacking you in the mouth and moving line scrimmage. That's what they're going back to. So don't look at Milrow and think about Alabama's offenses in the last two or three four years and trying to say well that's what that's the offense that mirrorro's gonna run that's not the offense he's gonna run he's running something totally different so he's a good player, but we'll see how good he is this year for Alabama if he is a starter. I'm just not going to discount him as someone that that's that's improved.
2: And Neil and Mafia, I made the point last week that you're uh, the Swain Events' greatest caller in about ten fifteen seconds, <laughs> and I think that was about six seconds right there.
0: Uh, Neil and Mafia is is, is is used to all the love that we give him here on the Swain Event. Uh, Bulldog Brown says the thing about Bama is that they leaned on Bryce Young to carry that team last year. This year, I don't see the O line and playmakers to step up. The team is built for spread offense, and they're going to need to run the ball consistently. Man, this this team, this offensive line is is built to play football like they did back when Mark Ingram was was running back. Like, that whole spread, you out, throw the ball 40 times, they're they're not doing that. They put too much on Bryce Young, and they're not going to put that on whoever plays quarterback this year. So, You'll see a different Alabama offense, but you'll see the it, same great Alabama athletes on both sides of the football.
2: Yes, but it is weird going into a season and not really knowing who Alabama's go-to guys are. Like, it is weird. They they don't have established running backs or, or, or receivers or, or tight ends, somebody that you look at like an O.J. Howard or Jerry Judy or one of the many running backs that they've had and said that guy's gonna be a first round pick. It's it's really, really weird. Not saying that they don't have great talented players at those positions, but they, they don't have bona fide established guys, in my opinion.
0: Yep. C says blank Neil Mafia. Stanky sax. Um Volstorm has Florida going five and seven. GBO Rilla says good morning, Swain Event. Swain Event listeners. Uh we did mention at the beginning of the show uh for Papa who asked if we shared our thoughts on Danny White's response to the Tony Elliott comments, Virginia head coach, yeah, we opened the show with that. Vault Twitter, y'all a bad influence on Danny White. That's that's that, that was what I said. Y'all got Danny White out here being petty on Twitter because because of y'all, man. Vault Twitter, y'all don't know how to act. Y'all have poisoned our AD. Id didn't come in doing that. A couple months on the job. Y'all got Danny White out here committing crimes on Twitter. Danny White didn't have to do Tony Elliott like that. Jaws fault of all Twitter. Y'all poisoned him. <laughs> Ben, did we miss anything today? Nope. I'm sure we did. There's so much going on. But I think we covered the most important stuff. The 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 headlines.
2: Danny White being petty. <laughs> Tennessee football recruiting red hot. And kickoff 11 days away, a.k.a. Josh Dobbs and Joey Kent days away. And I'm sure I'm forgetting another 11 that I, I should mention, but
0: we, uh, Those are my
2: two favorite elevens.
0: We'll get more into the to the, to the depth chart and projected starters. We were going to do that a little bit today, but um, ran out of time. So we'll do that on Thursday as we get closer and closer to kickoff. Ooh boy! The boys are off today. Back on the field tomorrow, and we'll be inside of ten days. We come back on on Thursday. You're traveling from out of town for your games. And you told yourself, you know what? It'd be just great just to live in Knoxville. We're going to be in Knoxville all the time anyways. We love Knoxville. We want to be around Tennessee Athletics. And if you are at that stage of your life where you want to make Knoxville your permanent home, you call Jennifer Morris, Killer Williams Realty. You've heard her spots here on, on the program. She's on Twitter. She's active as all get out. Killer Williams Realty, Jennifer Morris. You give her a call. You're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Also, Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Uh, right now, you get an array of Yeti products when you decide to purchase a new HVAC system. Uh, trailhead camping chairs, waterproof backpack, the Tundra 75 cooler, uh, the tumblers they have there at Getty. You're gonna get those for free when you decide to purchase a new whole home generator or tankless water heater at Hiller. Hiller's work is always backed by the Happy You'll Be Your Services Free Guarantee. Quick online booking, very convenient. Select the appointment time that works for you. Get instant confirmation. More details, visit Hiller online at happyhiller.com. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. We hope you have a fantastic Tuesday. Thursday morning, 8 a.m. We'll be back. Peace and much love. We are out.